Hey, listen, I want to go right in to talk about Thanksgiving. Last night at our Thanksgiving dinner, we brought up what do you think it means to be thankful or be, have Thanksgiving or be, have gratitude? And it was interesting, the different points of view we had. And it kind of showed me I needed to go back to the dictionary and look up the, the definition. And Thanksgiving, in, in the dictionary I read from, means expressing gratitude. The root word for, of gratitude is Latin, gratis. And that uh, comes from uh, grace. So it, it's saying, uh, when we even at dinner, we prayed over the meal, and it's become known as saying grace throughout the culture of the world. And, and uh, so we're speaking thanks and letting God know we appreciate his provision. And uh, I want to talk to you a little bit about the value of thanksgiving. But first, I want to tell you and clarify when you give thanks, you're acknowledging someone has done something good and important for you. So God is, first of all, worthy and deserving of our thanks. And so, uh, you know, how many of you have ever had somebody say thank you and it really boosted you? You know, it's, it's a powerful word. My brother-in-law, Wayne, was at a meal with some, a, a lady and her kid and the kid was young and, and asked for the salt and pepper. And he said, uh, what's the magic word? And we know it's please and thank you, but he said abracadabra, <laughs> which I thought was hilarious. Anyway, but I think that Thanksgiving is actually very, very powerful because it's the opposite of being ungrateful. And uh, it, it's the opposite of that sense of entitlement. And I want to actually show you some things that I found in Forbes magazine report that they, uh, they studied about uh, different uh, proven benefits that come with uh, gratitude, so it'll inspire you. But number one, I just want to encourage you that God is deserving and worthy of our thanks. And uh, the Bible says, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. So through the course of our lives, I think it's really in, in paramount that we, we acknowledge him and acknowledge appreciation to him. And we understand this is actually core, an important, critical part, not just of uh, good manners, but, but of uh, actually uh, solid Christian behavior is to constantly and everything give thanks. Uh, so I want to actually read some verses to you. So if you have your Bibles, you can turn to some of these. Uh, the first one, I've been actually praying quite a bit through the election process, and it's 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1. And it says, first of all then, First of all, then, I urge that entreaties and prayers and petitions, look at this, and thanksgivings be made on behalf of all men. So God has put four statements here that are first of all, then, primary, important, muy importante. And it's, it's with your, we're to have our treaties, our prayers, our petitions, and interestingly, our thanksgivings be made on behalf of all men. So we've got to express our prayer in, a, in the upturn of appreciation that first of all, that God even bothers to listen to our prayer. We have a God in heaven who actually cares about us. There are people that have become dismissive atheistically and that's a terrible and sad conclusion because um, you, know, you have no one then to thank. When you see this beautiful sunset, it's like, hey, great, it was a random happening. It just happened out of an accident. Thank you. I'm thankful. 
I suppose an atheist can be grateful and thankful, I believe, because they're made in God's image. So uh, my bias is just unapologetically, completely, I'm going with the Bible, and in the beginning, God created humanity. And any good thing you see in an unbeliever, trustworthy thing or kind thing, to me, comes from the fact that they're made in God's image. And so that would even be where thankfulness comes from. But we might as well just develop and cultivate it in a heavy, heavy level. It says that we're with all prayer to give thanks. And then go back, to, go back to Psalm 100. Now that you're in the New Testament, go back to the middle and we'll read Psalm 100. This is the famous standout. I love all the Psalms, but this one, shout joyfully to the Lord all the earth. We've been spending some time doing that here at Family Church. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful singing. Know that the Lord himself is God. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. See, listen, God is not the contrivance of the imaginations of the ancients for coping skills. No, we are God's creation. It is he that made us and not we ourselves. Let's not flip that. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So God is our creator. He's our shepherd. He's our redeemer. And we just need to know that. Know that the Lord himself is God. That's assuring. It is he who made us and not we ourselves. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Look at verse 4. Come on. Enter into his gates with murmuring and complaining. Enter into his gates with a critical attitude. Enter into his gates with a bunch of narcissistic, selfish whining. doesn't say that. It says in my Bible, enter into his gates with thanksgiving. And now that word, thanksgiving, in the Hebrew is todah. Everybody say todah. And todah actually means the extended or raised hand. So, you know, in the culture of our church, we lift up our hands, but it's actually very biblical. You can see the uh, Orthodox Jewish people routinely lifting up their hands. And even in the scriptures, it talks about a wave offering. And, and that's a statement of thanks. It's like, thank you, hey, I'm over here and I'm appreciative. I'm over here and I'm not whining. I'm over here and I wanna say thank you. Thank you, everybody say thank you. I want you to yell it in a whisper. Thank you, come on, kinda of let while your veins are popping. Ready, set, thank you. I mean, we just need to let her roar because we have so much to be thankful for. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. I mean, I take this so literally that when I'm going with my entreaties, prayers, and petitions, I feel that there's a reason Paul told Timothy and tells us to add thanksgiving into that four-point component. First of all, then, entreaties, of course, petitions, of course, prayers, of course. Those are our requests. Those are casting our burdens on the Lord. Those are laying out our desires. But all with thanksgiving? I think life is better with an attitude of gratitude. I think that even if we don't have a personality bias toward it, we better adjust toward it. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. For the Lord is good and his loving kindness is everlasting and his faithfulness to all generations. Actually, on Friday night here, I've been on a series about the miraculous, and I want to tell you one of the keys to the miraculous is thankfulness. It's thankfulness. In fact, go to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, and I'll show you just how 
emphatic this is, how important this is. This will help us in our relationships horizontally with each other, but also vertically even with God. God gets a kick out of thankful people. Case in point, Jesus healed some people with leprosy. The highest percentage of them ran off to go get checked so they could re-enter society, but one guy ran back to Jesus, threw himself at his feet, and said, thank you. Jesus said, I thought 10 got healed, where are the others? And I, I think the eyes of the Lord, and it's still to this day, he desires people who will worship him in spirit and truth, and a big part of that spirit and truth is that todah with our hands lifted. And you know, everybody lift your hands just for a moment, even at home, unless you're driving, then just lift one hand. You know, look at what this, uh, my friend Ernie Conwell, the the former Rams football player, he said, this is the international sign of surrender. And I thought that lends itself to our, to Jewish and Christian thinking toward God, which I yield to you. Todah, I lift up my hands, lift up holy hands without wrath or or doubting, or we we, we yield to you. We have a, a, a nephew, Robbie, who got a rescue dog and happened to be a pit bull which is a, you know, aggressive breed. It has a bad reputation. And he told me that when he got that dog, he didn't know the backstory on it, if it had been abused or neglected or what. But he said he flipped the dog over and, and the dog, he wanted to see if the dog would submit and yield to him. And it sure enough did. And particularly, it rolled over and yielded its, its vitals to him. When a dog does that, it's letting the owner know that it's vulnerable and it's submitting and it respects it, the, the master. Everybody lift up your hands. Yield your vitals to him. We are so guarded. Our society has gotten so harsh. Why not? I mean, it makes sense. We all wonder, we're reading between the lines. What do people really think about us? How's, I mean, we, you know, the devil will even try to get us to question whether God loves us or not. He did that with Eve. And like the serpent tried to beguile Eve, from the simplicity and purity of devotion to Christ. That's what he's trying to do to us. But today we're going to make inroads back into his courts with praise. We're going to thank him. In fact, sometimes in battles in my life, I've just gone in ahead with thanks. I've said, God, thank you that you hear and answer prayer. Now, some people, I even had a, a lady teach about prayer, and she said, no, you don't thank until the end. And I thought, no, not me, man. I thank at the beginning, that I interrupt in the middle, and at the end. I, I'm telling you, I'm going to enter into his gates with thanksgiving. Like before I even go, God, I need this, or God, I need that. And you know how you know, badly I've failed, or how mad I am, or how I need this person, you to deal this person, iron out some wrinkles out of that person's personality. It's like, God, thank you. Thank you that you're God, and always will be God. It is he that made us, and not we ourselves. Know that the Lord He is God. That's what it says in Psalm 100. That might be the best part of the psalm. And we go right over it. Well, know that the Lord, he is God. I watched the school teacher, and she's trying to figure out, look at her career. I mean, the kids are in school. Now the kids aren't in school. Now they're at home, and now they're on the computer. And now, you know, and the the adaptation that she had to move in to adjust in this fast-paced, fast-changing world. Here's a Christian who's got such a critical level of pain, Jeannie, that she despaired even of life. Well, that's not unscriptural. That happened to Paul the Apostle. That happened to Elijah. And uh, even David, he said, when I'm afraid, I'm going to trust in God. So I don't know what you're going through tonight, but let me tell you, 
We can enter into his gates with thanksgiving. And here's what it says in 1 Thessalonians, verse 16. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Now look at this. In everything, give thanks. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. In everything, give thanks. How many of you want to be in God's will? This is how we do it. In everything, give thanks. Thank you, God, that I get the opportunity to face this situation. Listen, I don't particularly like this, but the Bible says to even rejoice when you, and count it all joy when you encounter various trials. Now, I know that God's not a sadist, and we're not to be masochistic, so I know that's not what it's celebrating. What it's celebrating is the larger picture that God is going to work everything out for good, that God is going to manifest himself, that our faith is going to grow, that our human experience is going to actually have God come in on it. Hallelujah. Through the high times and through the hard times. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. In everything, give thanks. Now, pray without ceasing is interesting because that implies like a spirit of prayer. What's prayer? It's connecting and communing with God. And uh, where you're in all your ways acknowledging him. And how do we do it? We do it with thanksgiving. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for being patient toward me. Thank you for answering prayer. Thank you, God, that I get to experience life on your terms. Thank you, God. I mean, this will put you over and get you out of the ditch. Now, I want to go into these points that I got from Forbes magazine because it states that not only does saying thank you constitute good manners, they, they actually found a number of benefits that uh, cultivating gratitude uh, does in the life of the people that decide to go in this direction. Uh, they talk about how gratitude actually improves relationships because when you say thank you uh, and you're expressing appreciation, not patronizing, by the way, but genuine, um, you're acknowledging uh, that appreciation, then that person goes away. They're not underappreciated. They, they were affirmed. They were recognized. They were valued. They, they, they matter. And man, I think that could put somebody over out of depression. That could help somebody out of the ditch, but it'll also help you. Leave a trail of kindness and gratitude. Number two, gratitude improves physical health. Grateful people experience fewer aches and pains, and they report feeling healthier than other people, according to a 2012 study published in Personality and Individual Differences magazine. I didn't know there was a magazine like that. Not surprisingly, grateful people are also more likely to take care of their health. They exercise often and are more likely to attend regular checkups with their doctors, which is likely to co contribute to further longevity. Wow, I'm grateful for that. I'm gonna do some push-ups after this. Number three, gratitude improves psychological health. And this is what I wanted to bear down on a little bit. It reduces a multitude of toxic emotions, ranging from envy and resentment to frustration and regret. The Bible says godliness is a means of great gain when it's accompanied with contentment. And the Bible even emphasizes that we should be content with what we have. 
And that will fend off uh, greediness, that will fend off gimme, gimme, I, I, me, me, my, that'll, that'll fend off the consumer drive, and it'll help us to be appreciative of what we have. Hallelujah. It reduces uh, toxicity. Uh, Dr. A. Emmons, PhD, a leading gratitude researcher, has conducted multiple studies on the link between gratitude and well-being. His research confirms that gratitude effectively increases happiness and reduces depression. I've noticed this. There are people I've watched in life that have been through so many things and yet always do everything with a smile. There's one particular volunteer in our church, and whenever you walk up to him, he said, isn't it great? I don't know, still don't know what he's talking about, but <laughs> he thinks it's great. What he's basically saying is this human experience. He's just happy to be alive. And uh, the, the toxic emotions of envy and resentment, man, it'll keep you out of when you're just thankful. Then you don't have to compare yourself with somebody else. Gratitude, number four, gratitude enhances empathy and reduces aggression. Gratitude enhances empathy and reduces aggression. Grateful people are more likely to behave in a pro-social manner, as opposed to antisocial, even when others behave less kind, according to a 2012 study at the University of Kentucky. Study participants who ranked higher on gratitude scales were less likely to retaliate against others, even when given negative feedback. They experienced more sensitivity and empathy toward other people and a de decreased desire to seek revenge. They experienced more sensitivity and empathy toward others and uh, a decreased desire to seek revenge. Wow, that's good. Somebody told me today, I'm getting to walk the love walk. I've been scolded by so many people about, about my mask. You know, it's like a new world we're living in. People that weren't trained to bark orders at other people are now barking orders at other people. They're empowered now, and it's gone. There's kind of a new form of uh, peer pressure slash crazy, and it's a great opportunity, and it's a great opportunity to develop in the love walk, isn't it? It is. This is, I want you guys to hear this. Gratitude improves self-esteem. Gratitude in, in a 2014 study uh, in the Journal of Applied Sports Psychology found that gratitude increased an athlete's self-esteem, which is an essential component to optimal performance. Other studies have shown that gratitude reduces social comparisons. This is critical. This is where the devil comes to manipulate people. In fact, Paul said it is not wise to compare ourselves among ourselves. And I want to add to that, it's not wise to compare ourselves to an artificial false ideal. The Bible, Paul said, I am what I am by the grace of God, and his grace has not proved vain. And remember the word for Thanksgiving, gratis, it's grateful. That's where we get the word grateful, gratis. And it's a grace. It's God's grace. And we have a lot to be thankful for, don't we? Hallelujah. We must be cultivating an attitude of gratitude, and it will actually help us with our self-esteem because we will not behave like quite as much like a jerk as, as other times. And so, but I want to get this over. 
Gratitude reduces social comparisons. Rather than becoming resentful toward people who have more money or better jobs or a bigger car or a bigger house or nicer hair or whatever, which is a major factor in reduced self-esteem, grateful people are able to appreciate other people's accomplishments. I spoke to a dynamic businessman who since retired, and I talked to him about the concept of rejoicing with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. And as we were having a conversation over a meal, I said, it's the other way around in the world, it's flipped. When people experience a breakthrough, other people get envious and jealous, and they murmur. And when people are suffering, the people go, man, I'm glad I'm not you. And that is not the Christian way. What God's called us to is to rejoice with those who rejoice. And when we have an attitude of gratitude, we actually can enter into a place where we're not in envy, we're not in jealousy, we're not feeling like we're passed over by God because in fact, God has a place for each one of us. God loves each one of us, come on. He knows you by name. Other religions, you're just a, bl you're just a blob. But to Christianity, he knows you by name. He knows the number of hairs or the lack thereof on your head. And he loves you. And he loves you. And he's called you. And he's with you. And he's for you. There's an elegant lady in here. I won't, I'll let her be anonymous. But she went through some significant loss. It was like Ruth, who lost a husband and two kids. Ruth in the Bible lost a husband and two kids. And she did. And she told me for a period of time it hurt her in her outlook, and, and I could understand that. But you know, she said, you know, as a Christian, God, God brings you back. And God brought, and what she told me without using these words, God restored her thankfulness and gratitude back toward God. And she's here tonight. And she's here because God's, she would say, because the Lord's grace and faithfulness has helped her out. And even when it was a thankless moment in her life, God was there helping her. And now for that, we thank him. In everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. And the last point in the Forbes magazine, number seven, gratitude increases mental strength. Gratitude increases mental strength. For years, research has shown gratitude not only reduces stress, but it may also play a major role in overcoming trauma. Trauma. A, tw a 2006 study published in Behavior Research and Therapy found that Vietnam War veterans with higher levels of gratitude experience lower rates of post-traumatic stress disorder. I know a guy in our church who was shot down 11 times in a helicopter, and uh, 11 times? You would think after the fifth or sixth time it would be enough. And he's one of the jolly guys in the world. A 2003 study published in the Journal of Personality and Social Psychology found that gratitude was a major contributor to resilience following the terrorist attacks of September 11th. Recognizing all you have to be thankful for. It could, say this with me, it could have been a whole lot worse. That is helpful. When you, you face something that is ridiculous. I know a lady here, she had to face something that was ridiculous. I mean, it's hard to even sum up how challenging the timing was of her loss. And she's here tonight. She's, her life is exuding thankfulness. It's a big deal to me. You know, I come to church to give and to feed as a pastor, but I look out and I see what the Lord has done in so many of your lives, and it's fantastic. We could have had days and days of testimony videos because, in fact, you all are living letters known and read by all. You all are examples 
of resilience. Why? Because of Jesus. That bounce back ability comes from him. And I've watched him rescue people out of the pit. He redeems my life from the pit. It says in the Psalms, he redeems our lives from the pit, which means occasionally that uh, into every life a little rain must fall. And that's not pessimism, but, uh, but we're not in denial either. And so we want to develop that attitude of gratitude because there are, there's a whole list of, of benefits. But I'm going to tell you, number one, he's just worthy. And it's just important to attribute and ascribe honor to his name. And it's important to just say, God, I'm just going to thank you, even when it looks like a thankless moment, right? Being thankful helps us to become aware of the things we tend to take for granted. Adjusting to becoming more appreciative for things, for little, medium, and big things, moves us away from resentment, comparison drawing, envy, dissatisfaction, and depression. I am grateful that God loves us. I am grateful that he is the unseen entity in the audience right now, present where two or more are gathered. There he is in our midst. Here he is watching over his word to perform it. I want to finish with a couple more verses. I'll read these things to you so that if you have time, we just go into the word really quick. I've got my really cool Bible that Kingston gave me that has my, my ribbons in it, so it's easy for me to find that. And uh, there, my ribbon just worked its magic. So there it is. Ephesians 5.20. Pastor Jeff, my kids are in here. Did you just say magic? I don't believe in magic. It worked out the blessing and the wonder of the blessing. All right, there we go. I got the right semantics. Thank you. Ephesians 5.20. It says, always giving thanks for all things in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to God, even the Father. Now, I counterbalance that with the verbiage in 1 Thessalonians where it says, in everything give thanks. Not everything that happens to us is actually going to prompt gratitude. But we can thank God that in the harshness of it or the difficulty of it, God has an answer. Right? God's going to turn this thing around and work things together after the counsel of his own will. Come on. Whatever you put your hand to will prosper. Flip over to Philippians. I love to be able to say that. Ephesians, Philippians. Uh, Easy for me with my ribbon. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 says, Be anxious. Here it says, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Again, that's not just the last Thursday of November. It's all the time. Let your gentle, forbearing, patient spirit be known to all men. Why? Because the Lord's near. He's watching you. Be anxious for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, there it is, look, with thanksgiving. See, that echoes that other verse in 1 Timothy 2.1. Prayer, petition, entreaty, giving of thanks. With thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And what will happen? The peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will get up in your headspace and work a miracle in your melon. That's the Greek. Colossians 4.2, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. If you want to remember Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, go eat popcorn. You like that? Go eat popcorn. Now, some of you want to stop off at the quick shop before and get some. If you do get the white cheddar and eat it in my honor, I haven't been able to eat it for a long time. Okay, Uh, Colossians 4.2, it says, devote yourselves to prayer 
keeping alert in it with an attitude of thanksgiving, with an attitude, a lifestyle, an orientation, an inclination. Todah is an attitude, an inclination of yieldedness, of thankfulness. God, I thank you. Yeah. We, we, we enter into his gates with uplifted hands. You get around those fervent, observant Jewish people, there is an enthusiasm in their worship. Where do you think we got it from? It's the model of their covenant. And we have a cause to rejoice because the Messiah has come. Our Redeemer lives. He is the one that died and conquered the grave. He blasted out of the tomb after three days. Then he dispatched the Holy Spirit on all y'all. And now we are not left powerless. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you'll be his witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, wherever you go, whether you're a school teacher or whether you're a young couple or whether you're a lady battling a disease for a protracted period of time. Listen, we have cause for rejoicing. I want to read the last verse, Revelation 7:12. Oh, this is such an amazing, oh, I love this. Revelation, let's all stand up on our feet and I'm going to read Revelation and it's going to be so good. Revelation 7:12. it says, Amen, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Notice the company Thanksgiving keeps blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen. I don't know what you're going through, but God does and he loves you. Listen, if you've been raised feeling less than other people, you're going to have to get free from that because you're loved by God and it's revealed that you were paid for by the blood of Jesus. So your value is assured. So now it's not wise to compare ourselves among ourselves or this artificial standard. You'll make yourself miserable. You'll make your family miserable. You'll make the people around you miserable. And by the way, the people you envy don't even know you're envying them. They're just, you know, if they've been blessed, just like, whatever, they're blessed. Great. Hallelujah. And however you got to work it out, enter in with thanksgiving and overcome that ungrateful, that temptation. The, lie, the devil's been lying to some people. We've got something to rejoice over. We, we've, I've got so much to be thankful for. I've got way more to be thankful for than I, I have to be concerned about. I really do. I mean, I, I, I'm not so afraid of the darkness. I'm, I'm excited about the light that's blasting out and the contrast that will be revealed in this. I've lived through a lot of stuff like you have. I'm not, I wasn't born yesterday, which means I've been around a while and I've experienced more of life. And God has not spared me some of the challenges. He's let me walk right through them. And he has, by the way, been there. And he is faithful. And if you have protracted illness or pain in your body, I pray the voice of God's healing power gets so loud in your life and offsets that and gives you wisdom as to what to do. And I pray you overcome. And I pray if you've been in the soggy, dark, pathetic side of depression, I pray God brings life back to you. If you've been traumatized, sometimes that takes time to get over. But God, listen, just start to be thankful. 
It could have been a whole lot worse. Everybody say this. It could have been a whole lot worse. Right? It could have been a whole lot worse. When the flood of 93 hit, it was awful for us, but it could have been a whole lot worse because God gave us a heads up to get the stuff out of the building. We got everything out of the building. At least we didn't get all of our chairs and computers and you know, printing machines and all the stuff that we just put in here waterlogged. We were able to get it out and put it on high ground. I think, Bobby, you were there helping us move it that day. And, uh, and God took care of us. We got up on higher ground. Everybody say higher ground. <laughs> Hallelujah. So listen to this. In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you.